sports fans and welcome back to the J-Rod Sports Pod. As always, you're here with me, Ollie Dix. And me, James Robson. So today we're going to be continuing our NBA quarantine catch-up series and really get down to the basketball. Uh, to start off, we will give you a brief rundown of the current standings in each conference, including who has already made the playoffs and potential changes that can take place in the rankings. So let's have a look at where we stand now, some of our playoff predictions, and ultimately who we think will take it all home. Right, so Ollie, let's start with the East. Um, Eastern Conference, so who is sitting atop the Eastern Conference and uh, how are we looking at the top end? Uh, so we have the Milwaukee Bucks, 53-12 uh, and 12 record. They are seven games clear uh, of the Toronto Raptors, last year's winners, um, and they're closely followed by the Celtics and then the Miami Heat. Okay, and why... Why are the Bucks so far ahead? Uh, ultimately, it's, it's all down to... Uh, I'm going to have a good go at this. Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Every time. Uh, he leads the team in points, rebounds and assists. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's probably a, a runaway MVP as well. Um, and, and just a well-coached team that ultimately know, on the defensive end, know how to hold teams to a few points and on the offensive end despite having Yanis as such a power they have a, a an offense that can that, where all of them could score they're sort of they're in that in that sort of like steamrolling yeah sort of group aren't they they're just like i mean it, i mean 12 losses is pretty impressive and what are they I mean four of those are coming in their last ten games yeah and where, I think, like, where that, everything started becoming a bit more sort of uncertain anyway so. and I think that's the thing like before those last four games or last ten games kind of those they were very much on pace or you were convinced that they were going to be a 70 win team which is you know rarefied air and on pace for all of that but actually you know towards the end did start to break down a little bit but that I mean that that's they might have enjoyed having this time off and having this quarantine if that's the case because you know if you if you lose essentially a third of the games that you've lost in the season in the last month of uh, of play before a massive shutdown this gives them an opportunity to sort of reset refocus de-stress a bit and go okay right come to terms a bit with the pressure of the fact that they are the one seed in the east and and just sort of be comfortable in in how they're doing these eight games that they've got now don't really have any pressure on them. I mean, yes, they want to stay the one seed, but they should be sitting there pretty confident that they can beat anyone anyone there. So these first eight games for them are going to be quite a sort of, right, let's just get back into the swing of things. Let's just see if we can sort of start to feel how how we were playing towards the start of last season. And, and not that you want to ever lose games, but you they only need to win two out of the eight to have to be the number one seed yeah. in the East, which is huge. Do you... Think they come out of the East? Is there anyone there that like you think straight away? Mm, I won't. If you're the books, you want to avoid a certain team like, or Toronto. Obviously, they lost Kawhi, but are they realistic challengers again in the in the East? I mean, I think I think Toronto are realistic challengers. I think you do. You probably don't want to be facing them any earlier than the conference championships. Like yeah. you don't. I if you were. Milwaukee, they're the one. They're the one team that you're like, mm, you know, maybe, 
maybe if we can just avoid meeting them until as late as possible that would be wonderful thanks um but in, in the in the rest of them i mean KD and Kyrie are both well KD said he's not going to play yeah. and I think Kyrie's thinking the same thing of like you know I'm not going to risk a long term injury here for uh, a season that we're probably not going to do well in anyways like yeah. I mean KD is back shooting he is back training but it's very much sort of on his own terms and, and doing his own thing getting ready for next season so I do think as well like that that uh, two three four or even five, six. So you've got Raptors at two, Celtics at three, Heat at four, the Pacers at five, and Sixers at six. They are your your six Eastern like qualified for playoffs, guaranteed in there. And they can only move around with each other. And like I suppose you, the Pacers are always two of those teams that stick out for me are teams that won't benefit from it all being in Orlando which is the Pacers and the Sixers so the Pacers have always been it's always been a hard place to go to and always been a strong defensive team at home and the Sixers have even though they're sixth seed in the east they have an NBA best 29 wins two losses home record and so going somewhere to Orlando where your where your crowd makes no difference now you don't have that comfort level and everything like that that almost goes for nothing and with a team that has a 39 and 26 overall record you know that just shows you that they've they've lost they've won, only won 10 games on the road and, and lost 24 so it, like it's hard to make an argument that the books and the raptors won't be the ones that that make it uh to, to the finals yeah i think the other thing to sort of point out is that um you know the paces and the sixes whilst they're sitting fifth and sixth in the east like that record would be sitting them in the eighth seed in the west (laughs) so like you know and you're playing those teams in the playing in the playing sort of in the seeding games so to start moving up a little bit and to get yourself maybe an easier first round playoff or anything like that like you're gonna have to beat some good teams on the other side like so it's it's gonna be uh i just think the bucks are gonna uh, the bucks are gonna run away with this do you if you're the books do you fear miami so the books have lost twice to miami this year and you know towards the end we're like obviously never like the uh, the heatles of LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, but are starting to hit a bit of a groove where the, they're not just scraping into the playoffs anymore. Yeah, but I mean, I, I. Or do you think it's just regular season games, and actually you are going to lose some, and it just yeah, happens? I think it's that. I think it's. I think it's more of the sort of aspect that like. I trust the Bucks to have another level to go to. Yeah. And I don't know, like I think Miami have already showed that when they've played the Bucks already. Play hard all the time. Yeah, and it's you know. I think it's it's just I mean the the Heat are a young, like a young yeah. team. Yeah. And and it, it this is going to be, the the this sort of, different environment, not being able to be at home, not being able to do any of this and. Like it's going to make it challenging for the players, and it's going to mean that if you've got a good veteran group there who are able to go and focus people and you know keep everyone concentrating on the right things, then that's gonna that's gonna be what really pays dividends now. Yeah, 
Uh, and so, like you said, you've got the uh, Brooklyn Nets in the seventh seed, um, and then currently in the eighth seed are the Orlando Magic, um, and then our one team from the East that's invited are the Washington Wizards. In your eyes, does any of that change? Or I don't think the Wizards get in. No. Five and a half games back. I mean, they might... The, uh, their hope is to play in. Yeah. You know, to get within four. To get within four. Yeah. And at which point, they've then got to win two back-to-back to knock out either, you know, Orlando or Brooklyn. Yeah. So, I'd probably back the Wizards not to make it and if the Wizards do make it I don't see them going any further than the first round oh no yeah because, probably swept yeah I mean I, I think it it's uh, the reason that the, I think the reason the Wizards are there are because the league wanted the teams that weren't in the top eight seeds in the West to be there and so to be able to invite the teams they wanted from the West they had to justify it by inviting teams with a similar record from yeah. the East that's, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, other than that, I don't think. And I think like it, it wouldn't be good basketball if you were, your East was already decided and your West was still, you know, everyone's facing each other basically. And then actually yeah. it doesn't come for, when it comes to the finals, you know, teams have made, played uh, loads different. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I, the Wizards have, the Wizards are, you know, going on a wing and a prayer and, and we'll see how it goes um, yeah but no, I think I, I think equally they might be a team that maybe after one or two games of the in seed stuff are playing with nothing to lose so at that point you know they might throw a spanner in the works in the western other teams you know, in yeah. the western conference and that that's why this seeding stuff actually works quite well in the fact that like you've got rid of teams that are just going to be pumped and aren't really focused on this year and you've actually got maybe a team that has got nothing to lose and can just kind of start having fun and enjoying the fact that they're involved you know in this who could really throw a spanner in the works to someone like the Spurs or the Pelicans you know things like that yeah no I agree with that uh, and then so okay let's let's take a look at the West then um, so the Lakers are on, uh, uh, are at one, forty nine and fourteen. Yep. Uh, Clippers five games back at forty four and twenty. The Nuggets are a game back on them at forty three and nineteen. Do you think it's just going to be L A L A in the conference championships? Uh, I I think the West is is far from easily. Uh, decided. I do think the Lakers will will make the finals. I think there's far too much experience, and actually, they are a team now that knows their like their platform and their template as to how to win games. And you know, before they were eight, you compare like your two one seeds. Your books were six and four in the last ten games, and the Lakers were eight and two. You know, really starting to try and find that rhythm, and actually. You know, there are, I think there are only three games back of of being the number one seed in, in the NBA, you know, so there's definitely that uh, they can do that. I think the one thing is interesting with the Lakers is actually that eighth seed. I think they'll be more interested in that eighth seed than they will be their one seed, you know. I think, like, what kind of team will they, will they have to face? Um, 
but you look like you said you know la la but then like three seed like you said the nuggets the jazz are only uh three games back so there's a bit of a uh gap there but then uh the okc uh houston rockets and the mavericks all with 40 wins so for me that that can all change that three to six even three to seven a little bit they could all be in different places than they are now yeah i mean the, the yeah the interesting thing is realistically yeah three to seven is its sort of own little competition as to who can end up in what spot and then eight to what is it 15 yeah. no no eight 13. to 13 is just going to be scrambling to keep your head above water yeah 100%. because that is going to go to the play in see that the play in on uh August the fifteenth and sixteenth. Like that will go the ninth seed will be within four games yeah. of the eighth seed. So you're not only gonna be playing eight games, you're gonna be playing two extra games potentially and then into your first round of the playoff series the next day. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think like you said there, like they're all fighting for something. They're all close and that West then is you're not just looking at like eighth and ninth seed fighting in the east like there is in the east like in the west you're looking at like three through to 13 all with something to fight for because like if you're the rockets you do not want to slip to seven and have to face the clippers in the first round because you know whilst the clippers haven't been past the first round since 2014-15 which i think is a big monkey that they'll want to get off their back the Rockets also like when they're hot they're really hot but when they're not it's like ice cold and I think either way you don't want to fight a t- like come and face a team that has a lot to fight for in that case yeah are you surprised by like the Nuggets and the Jazz Do, like are they just is that just a good regular season and actually come playoff time there's not a whole lot of playoff experience there and actually they're not they're relying on a lot of like young talent to to get them there. I think that's what it's going to be. I mean I think 100% it's going to be such a mental game here. Yeah. It's going to be who can deal with the fact that you're in an unprecedented situation the best. And that's why having someone like LeBron is key. I mean even for the Clippers having someone like Kawhi back is going to be absolutely key. Yeah. Like if they can steady the ship Get the get the young guys to be comfortable, make them feel part of the team, but still, you know, ramp them up to the atmosphere. This is playoff basketball. It's not just the regular season anymore. They, if if they can figure out a way to navigate that properly, yeah. that's what's going to make a team go far. So that's why, like, actually, you know, the Rockets. You got James Harden. He's gonna be a great person to have around yeah. in this kind of thing. I think with them, like just both him and Russ, like they've been in the playoffs a lot, but they've not won a lot in the playoffs. And I think being in the playoffs and winning in the playoffs, like they're they are two like massively different things. And I think like that's the same. Like that OKC team is is so young and obviously they have a leader in Chris Paul, but again, he's He's not been there in that kind of sense as to, you know, he's not been to 
finals. He's not been to many conference finals. You know, a great leader, but this is this is a whole different kettle of fish. And so I just think like the West is just so up in the air. And and that leads, you know, that that includes and is probably the driving force of that eight seed through like so the Grizzlies are there at the moment, thirty two, thirty three, Portland twenty nine, thirty seven, the ninth seed, Pelicans twenty eight, thirty six, ten seed, Kings, same record, eleven, Spurs one game back in the twelve and the Suns well, kind of a bit out the back a little bit, uh a few games back. Okay, I'm I'm gonna so I'm gonna what's your prediction for that eight seed? I was just about to ask you the same question. <laughs> I was just about to try and get in there and ask. Uh, gonna go rogue. Gonna say the Kings. Because they were getting hot towards yeah. the end of the regular season. And they're in that group that's got nothing to lose. Yeah, 100%. Like, they're in that, like, because they're so young, they don't know. So they don't, in some ways, it might be like, naivety might play into their hands and the fact that like they they don't know that it is playoff basketball and it is going to get you know high pressure they're just going to be like well might as well just go out and play some pretty fun and exciting basketball and hope that everyone else is kind of caught napping a little bit do you think any of those teams like obviously you want to make the playoffs because you want to create that culture and you go from being like you go someone in the west there can go from being that 16 seed and getting in to the playoffs or being 22 and actually having the 10th pick in the draft and potentially even getting into that lottery kind of conversation do you think any of them are going there with the idea of we don't want to win we want to get some draft picks no not in the west not in the west I think because I think it's because it's it, especially because it's the way that it's set up to be now, with the fact that it's looking like it's going to be potentially the only, you know, American sport that's being broadcast in yeah. in the start of August, which is when this these seeding games are going to be on. You're going to want to put your best foot forward when the world is watching. You can have a lot of heroes that are suddenly going to take fold, aren't you? Yeah, big time. And you're going to have a lot of people who are like the spotlight all on me. Yeah, love it. I mean, they're going to absolutely love it. So that's why I think the way that the NBA has played it with getting so many teams involved yeah. is is going to make it absolutely fascinating. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think, for me, uh, I rule out the sun straight away. Um, some great young talent there with, uh, you know, especially... Devin Booker but you know had his like, like you said that spotlight moment when he scored 70 against the Celtics but actually like they still lost that game so even if every night he goes out and, and puts his name out there and everything like that actually there's not really much around him to to get them much further than that I think I'll rule out the Spurs as well like that's, I think that sounds a bit bold, but I, I do think like, Lamarcus Aldridge, I think is a, is far from the player that he used to be, and while Demar Derozan can score, like, I think he, I saw a stat the other day that he he has made more field goals than Steph Curry, 
but the point differential is because obviously Steph shoots mostly threes and Tamar is just his mid range is just so good. So it just shows you he is an elite scorer, but that again there's just not much there and whilst I think Popovich is you could argue is one of, if not the greatest coach ever, like you're you're looking at a bit of a lost cause there, I think. And so for me, like if Damien Lillard decides to come and play for Portland, then I find it hard if they're in that eight nine seed like matchup, playoff experience, you know he's they've ha- he's made big shots, they've won big playoff games. I think they go. Um, but the only for me the only spanner in the works that we haven't mentioned is Zion. Yeah, like you're a big fan of him. Aren't I'm, you? A, I'm a big fan of his, but also I think you know, like I said in the last episode, like the NBA want him to be here yeah. like the NBA want him to be want this to be his like coming out parade they'd love it if he just got absolutely smoking hot yeah and just started dunking on everyone that was in Orlando that he could find <laughs> and I mean just highlight reels yeah and do you, do and they you worry about their record though but they haven't played that badly since he like they had the what was it the 13 game losing streak yeah. in December and they Lost six out of their first seven games, but, but you're six and five with Zion, and and I think that's the big thing for me. Like, I do think with the Pelicans, they'll come back, or they'll come to regret that start of the season. Like like you said, they lost the first six out of the seven games, and then they lose thirteen games in December. Like, if they, that that is a royal mess up, and if you don't do that then you're probably already in the playoffs. Yeah. And actually, like, that's a massive thing. And whilst they've got leaders and a great young team with, like, Ball, Ingram, like, experienced guys like JJ Reddick, like, actually, you're looking at, are they a full team yet? Like, but you brought, you brought Zion in to try, like, you brought him in to try and get you into the playoffs. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure to put on someone who's coming back from an injury and is a first round draft pick and is very young yeah well, like number one draft pick <laughs> yeah sorry yeah number one draft pick but so in some ways this will kind of remove the pressure from him being like we're already in the mix here and you just go out and try and win games and if you win games that'll take care of that fact and because it's such a short spot like period I trust him and the younger guys being in better shape than the older guys. Yeah. Because the younger guys retain that a little bit better and have got less responsibilities surrounding basketball to do other stuff as opposed to the older guys who are, you know, looking after families and dealing with kids and stuff like that. So Do you I, think then like you're almost with having this break, you're you're this period you're almost coming into like year two Zion like I think year year four Ingram year three Ball where like they've had a bit of a summer break almost now and now they can go and start playing some yeah I, I, basketball I think so and I think in the same way that you're doing that you know and I'm not going to say it about LeBron because every time anyone doubts LeBron he turns it around <laughs> and, and turns it into something that yeah is fire but like are you you're adding another off-season onto some of the older vets. Yeah. You're adding another 
like oh we've got we we managed to get through most of a season now we've got to have a break and now we've got to go straight back into playing like hard intensity basketball to try and keep our heads above the water like it i think it's going to be a thing that you know you may well see some some quite big injuries because you've got guys coming back who haven't been doing much in the in the in the break and then and then are suddenly being required to go all the way down the track against a very competitive team. So yeah, yeah I I want Zion to to I want him to sort of get hot, but I don't think he will get hot enough. Yeah, to carry the rest. Yeah. Okay. So who what's your conference finals in the West? Conference finals in the West. I think it's going to be Los Angeles. Yeah, Clippers, Lakers. Really? And I think it's going to be the showdown of all showdowns. Game seven. Yeah, I think it is good. I yeah, I think it will go to seven. There's too many stars for it not yeah. to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No. I, and I think I I, if Kawhi gets back to being Kawhi. Yeah. I can't see the Lakers stopping him. Honestly, I think the Clippers have got so much depth. Yeah. that they can deal with the difficulties and the intricacies of this sort of um, play-in series and all the playoffs and stuff like that, I think they'll be in a much better place than the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to have to play uh, their full team, full strength, all the time. Yeah. And I think the Clippers are going to be able to manage manage the sort of situation a little bit better. They They have more experience as well of like, sitting Kawhi or PG like for for longer periods where actually then <clears throat> you know their bench is almost at times as strong as their starting lineup because of who's in and who's out yeah um okay and then and then back to the east I, I want to know your conference finals in the east because like I think like you said the books are so strong but you know that finals I don't think it's over in four games I think there is enough competition in the east for it to be you know not an easy task so who's your conference finals in the east I'm gonna say the Bucks and the Celtics yeah I know it's a bit of a cop out because I picked the first I picked the one seed on both sides but I do think that the Bucks have got so little to do yeah to qualify for the the playoffs that they're just and and to qualify with the first seed that they're just going to be like well let's build into it let's do you think there's yeah. time to build yeah i mean i think 8 games is 8 games is more than you think and it's it's more than you think if there's not that much pressure on those games like yeah what the i mean the bucks could come out of the gate really fast win two games lock down the number 1 seed and then just be like right well this okay Let's just use these Jesus. as glorified. Use the last Practices. six as glorified training sessions. Yeah. Just to you know make sure that we're in good nick. We're we're feeling good and and you know we've got everything that we need to get down. And that's a position that because the West is so tight, no other team has. Yeah. No other team has that luxury, and that's why I think they're going to be able to. I think come the finals, they will be the ones really in form. Yeah. Because they'll have been they'll have been able to take that step back and go, relax. Yeah. Let's just, you know, focus on the process. Okay. I think the Celtics are. Uh, I think the Celtics are gonna. Um, be a force to be reckoned with. 
Um, and I think they're in a situation where they um, they they they'll be in the playoffs, and they won't be having a too difficult first round. I don't think. Yeah. So, but I do agree that 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 conference semi-finals in the East, like, okay, like you, if you assume the books go through because they are so dominant, but actually, those are the three teams. Any or any those other two teams on that other side, like, it's any buttons game as to yeah. who makes it through. What like, about what about you? So let's 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 start with the East with you because we've just been talking about it. Uh, conference finals for the East. I don't know. Something tells me the books won't. I I agree with a lot of what you say, but I'm also there. Like, will they mess up? Like, I get that you don't have like home crowds, but that them being like one like one on one against the Celtics and uh, like zero and two against the Heat like is big for me. So if they somehow happen to run into them like before the finals. Like it wouldn't. I go bold and go like the Raptors Celtics. I could see being a a, a conference finals in the East and the West. Uh, I I I don't do. I think I I don't want to say Lakers Clippers because I think it's almost so forecasted that like you don't want to go with that as well. But you look through it and I so I don't think any of those five teams that aren't in the playoffs currently. Like get make it that far. The Grizzlies no, Mavericks no, Rockets no, OKC just no. So then like you're and the Jazz and the Nuggets I don't think are conference winning teams. So like then you are just left with the Lakers and the Clippers, and I think it's Lakers Clippers. Okay, and your finals prediction? Uh, finals prediction: Lakers, Celtics, and I take the Lakers to win in six. You think the Celtics are going to win the East? Yeah. I I think Jason Tatum is two years maybe away from that MVP conversation, and I think he's elite. I think there's a lot of experience in there, and Brad Stevens is very underrated. But I think Jalen Brown will be the key in that series. Like he he is as good as Tatum, but doesn't get the credit for it. And he, yeah, like. I think, well, I mean, being two being two years away from the MVP conversation means. I th- personally, I think that means that you're probably not going to be in the. I just think if the finals, if Yanis comes like unclicked a little bit or finds a little, like starts to struggle, I think the books without Yanis are an average to poor West team. Okay. And Fair so, enough. like, I just think like they've got to make sure that. He's clicking on like all firing on all cylinders and and yeah, I think the Celtics could take advantage of that. Okay, I'm going Bucks Clippers, and I think the Clippers win in five. I don't think I don't think it goes the full distance. Kind of for the same thing that you were saying. But do you I, think like the Lakers Clippers is almost that finals? Yeah, and I think I think by that point, the Bucks will have got good, like got comfortable. And then in that scrutiny of of the finals, because the finals is another level. Yeah. Like the conference championship, great. Yeah. But the finals is another level, and I think in that, you know, if Kawhi is there and if like if he's who we think he is, then I don't think Janice has got a, a shot. 
I think as well, like, obviously, like, it's different with MJ and, like, Kobe a little bit, but I think most big stars always lose that first finals. I think there's a pattern there, you know, like LeBron did, uh, you look at Kawhi did with San Antonio, uh, like, a lot of them don't even make it that far, and I think Giannis will get there and be a bit like, right, it's just me whereas actually you know the Warriors were a bit different as well like because they were just so dominant and they had like all three of them firing on all cylinders and so look if it's the Bucks Clippers and Clippers in five then I think you should put a bet on that because you'll get a bit of money in return but but it's it's exciting to know that the NBA is coming back and it's going to be elite That was the last of our quarantine catch-up series on the NBA. Hopefully we've shed a bit of light about how things are going to look down Orlando and which teams we think are going to be coming into the seeding games and the playoffs pretty hot. Next up we've got the Formula 1, which we're going to be looking at over three episodes with our first special guest. But until the NBA season starts, we're going to be keeping you up to date with all the breaking news coming out of the different training camps. So until then, make sure you subscribe, follow us on social media, and let us know if there's anything you want to hear.